Hey everyone, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute, don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes, so climb on board to the Point Break! Welcome back to Renner Facts. Renner Facts. Where we talk about all things Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Jeremy Renner was in Hurt Locker, also directed by Catherine Bigelow. No, we're really talking about Point Break, Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. Right, Jessa? Right. That's right. I'm Murrin. And I'm Jessa Lowe. And? And I'm Jonathan Howell from the Minute Impossible Podcast, coming at you live with Renner Facts. Renner Facts. <laughs> Renner Facts. So, uh, this is Minute 58. Eight. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> minute 58, we continue with... Uh, Johnny Utah and uh, old Angelo Pappas yeah. looking at each other in that broken mirror the old king of despair. Of teeth. The king of teeth. Yeah. Busey uh, is finishing a sentence of uh, just a little bit more to clean up, talking about uh, them bodies versus them paper targets. He said, mm-hmm. you did all right today. You did real good. And he, he, he throws a little wink in there, which is kind of gross. Like, talking about... <laughs> He's talking about like killing people, and he's like, "Yeah, you you did all right, kid." Wink, like hmm. that's that's uh, that's where Pappas is at. Uh, but then Tom Sizemore, Tom Sizemore barges in. Goddamn son of a bitch! Human garbage uh, pile, Tom. Sizemore. Yeah, he uh, says, he's "Cowboys, eh? You're real cowboys, right? Batman and Robin. You know what this is, huh?" And then he pulls out two bricks. Of what looks like cocaine, but after a bit of research, we realized, okay, and he says, it's meth. And He's, like, maybe it's meth? Maybe. He would know. Yeah, <laughs> he would know. It's not blue, so our entire, all of us are like, I don't understand what this is. It, yeah, yeah, it's not, not blue. Yeah. It's supposed to be blue, well, right? Yeah. All meth but is actually, blue. That's what, that's what Walter White told me. Weird fact. Um, When I was in my Weird police, fact. Yeah. Weird facts. Weird facts. Renner facts. When I was in my police academy classes, um... They wait, what? Passed- wait, hold, yes. hold, hold yeah. on. They're, yeah. Your other listeners may know this. I don't know this. You, oh, you yeah. So police academy? I went to Citizens Police Academy, which is like Police oh. Academy Light. Um, and uh, they That's passed awesome. around drugs for all of us to look at that were in these little envelopes. So you could see what black tar heroin and cocaine and meth and like what all these drugs look like. Look um, like. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And like you could, you know, because they were in these like binders and these like clear, I don't know why I'm demonstrating with my hands, but they're in these clear um, baggies stapled into binders. Um, did so you ever you stick like... your pinky in and taste them? Like they did, that's how all cops test drugs and <laughs> like rub it on right? your gums. Yeah. yeah. Wait, <clears throat> there's gums to go numb. Yeah. Yeah. See if it's the, the uncut stuff. Um, no, but I did poke it to see what it, see if I could see what it felt like through the... I've poked plastic. cocaine, everyone. I know yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. Kind does, of, kind of super street wise. So, uh... Does it, it feel like, like flour? It looks like, uh, baking powder. Like exactly, not baking soda. Like exactly like baking soda. So, um, and like meth is more crystally, um, cause crystal meth. It's, um, so... She has a really great podcast. <laughs> yeah um 
So they it must be just like powdered up like really fine to be in those bricks. Like Myrna and I were trying to look at pictures last night too of like like really? Does that really look like crystal meth? Um I would think crystal meth is crystalline. That's the the stuff in the bags looks powdery, but oh okay. Yeah, like we're thinking like maybe if it's like super finely ground. I don't know. But it does seem a little bit weird. And I think Tom Sizemore switched, switched out the packages <laughs> thinking it oh. really was crystal meth. And he just switched it out with flour. And it was like, it's crystal meth. <laughs> yeah. Where's the prop crystal meth we had? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Fuck but you. But it's not here. And I will yeah. fight you. And then eat yeah. your face. <laughs> and prop crystal meth is as good as, as regular crystal yeah, meth. Yeah, it is. It's uncut I'm prop sure, Yeah, the prop, the prop master got real drugs for this scene because uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise had to have it be real. That's a... Uh, he was on. He was on set, and he was like, "This all has to be real." He was just. I'm gonna do these drugs so I know what it feels like. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Tom. Tom Sizemore. I was thinking about this. This is like a cameo. He's uncredited, <laughs> but I don't know. I I was one year old when this movie came out, so I wasn't aware of anything. And Ouch. Jessa was yet to be <laughs> born. Uh, I, I, were you aware of Tom Sizemore as a human? Point? No. Yeah. No. No, yeah, not I, not really. I mean, I'd I'd probably seen him as an uh, actor in something. As we talk, I'm looking it up. His uh, yeah, I his, already have it up. Uh, his his credits. Um, right, but when I would have noticed him as oh, a yeah. as a human. I mean, I usually think of him in Heat. Sure, is that what he's mo- most famous for? Uh, to most me, most famous for uh, yeah. I mean, he did a bunch. Uh, no, I'm having a scroll. I mean, he's in Saving Private Ryan. Remember, he's Tom Hanks's buddy. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen that. Movie. Uh, he's in Black Hawk Down. Yeah, he's in uh, that horrible Val Kilmer movie, Red Planet. I haven't seen that. Uh, that that's actually not bad. Um, I, I don't. I say horrible. It didn't do well. I, I like it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but none to- of these were. These were all after. Point Break. Yes. Point Break uh, was 91. Yeah. So, uh, oh, actually, no. Born, uh, born on the 4th. He was in Born on the 4th of July in 89. And then he was in Blue Steel, also directed by Catherine Bigelow. So that's mm-hmm. where she knows him from. But I just like, it seems like an odd. I mean, I guess like he was a friend or, he, you know, previous collaborator who she brought on. But it, it just, it seems to me like the sort of thing that would be like, oh my God, it's, you know, like Tom, Tom it's Cruise. It's Tom Sizemore. It's Tom Sizemore. That crazy Tom Sizemore guy. He showed up in this. But it, like, I don't know that many people would be like, that know who he was as like a big celebrity. Well, he was on China Beach. I guess that would have been probably his most famous thing other than the movies. Cause, cause he's such a no, not, not character in these, yeah. in these other movies. He's literally just like a guy. I mean, he's yeah. he's, wool he's cat. second mugger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he played second mugger in Penn and Teller Get Killed. Yeah, in 1989, that was his. Uh, but yeah, he was on China Beach, so that might be where for uh, two years. So at this point, he might that might be his most oh. famous. And I saw Flight of the Intruder when I was a kid. I remember seeing that, like uh, in between. I remember seeing that and going, "Oh, this isn't what I thought it would be. I thought yeah. it would be good, and it's not that." <laughs> Never heard of that. He movie. plays Boxman. Uh, Fly of the Intruder is uh, Danny Glover, Willem Dafoe. Uh, it's a airplane movie. At that point, kind of like a like a post Top Gun kind of thing. Uh, where we were. Oh wow! Uh, D- directed by John Milius. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It. Okay. It's a strike. They're doing a stri- airstrike on Hanoi. <laughs> 
basically uh in, in vietnam oh. it's just a vietnam movie it's oh, okay. I'm, i but i remember seeing it and i don't remember him okay. i remember yeah, he's probably a smaller role yeah. yeah anyway yeah he shows up in this uh and yeah yeah, yeah he's you he continue that great monologue there jessa oh yeah yeah um he says you know what this is punk he says it's two keys of uncut crystal meth as he slams the two bricks straight between him and Gary Busey. Well, he put, he and Gary Busey's eyes wall. light up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the light returns to his eyes. Um, so, shit, Busey says. Um, Harp says, Special Agent Utah. Now, this is really calm for Agent Harp because up until now, we have only seen him talk as he's about to have like a brain aneurysm. And, like, he is unbelievably calm right now. Yeah. Doc- Dr. Cox doesn't have another way of talking yeah it's it's either brain aneurysm level or just like dead fish yeah well he's right now he's letting tom sizemore take take the you know take the spotlight he's letting him do his talking for him yeah and he's sort of just waiting to uh to spring his trap yeah maybe he didn't know he was on set either I, here's what I'm thinking. He's uncredited because Tom Sizemore showed up. <laughs> hey, Kathy, what's going on? <laughs> well, oh, Kathy, God, ha- Tom. Hi, Tom. What are you doing yeah. here? Well, I'm wearing a, uh, a, a, a vest. I use the British term for his T-shirt. Uh, and, a, <laughs> and a sleeveless shirt. And I, I just thought I'd do, do a scene. Uh, no, Tom, we don't have anything. I'm going in. He just runs <laughs> in the scene. He's just like, hey, cowboys, hey, Batman, Robin. Like, and they don't like, have any lines for you, Tom. He's like, I don't need them. I can just, I'll just say what's in my, I'll just say what's in my heart, man. I was trained at the same school Wild Child was. I'll just do it. <laughs> you mean War Child? War Child. Who's Wild Child? Or That's wild, from wild Mad child. Max. Or Wild Child. That's from Mad Max. That's that kid with the boomerang. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of look. War Child could be the grown-up version of Wild Child. Let's just yeah. go with yeah. that. yeah. Yeah, let's be real here. He left post-apocalyptic Australia to, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, Mad Max doesn't take place in the future. That's just Australia now. Yeah. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Australia in 1990, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he has, Harp is introducing, um, Agent Dietz to, uh, uh, who works DEA to Busey and Keanu. Tom Sizemore jots in and says, think i like this hair man it's like pulling on his hair really it fine herring his hair yeah his hair is really i was trying to figure out like what little is lemon it supposed juice? to be it looks just like you put like some to temporary, yeah. temporary green hairspray it's like just... vaguely green ish yeah. Mern was thinking well maybe it was like a, a choice because if he was a surfer he wouldn't know how to do his hair very well so we like tried to dye his hair green like as a character he tried to dye his hair green and it just didn't really turn out yeah maybe it's because he definitely... he's a 45 year old man <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he doesn't know how to do it. I mean, it, Tom Sizemore at this point, he's got the uh, Wilford Brimley face. Yeah. Tom Sizemore has always looked older. He's the the Steve Buscemi trying to play a high schooler. <laughs> hey, hello, hey. fellow kids. Yeah. Hello, fellow kids. Got my yeah. skateboard on my shoulder. Yeah, with his music band shirt that he has on. What does he have? Yeah, it says music, yeah, band. music band. That's such a good bit. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know if it's supposed to be, it's kind of shredded looking with the salt water, but it's not quite like a full body shredded, so, oh. eh. Not quite as crunchy. Yeah. He goes, you think I like these clothes? My wife wants me to stay at the Ramada. I've been working on these fuckers for three months. 
Three okay, months. Stop, okay, stop with right here. Yeah. Cool your jets here, Deets. <laughs> Three months. Is barely a relationship with a person. And the fact that you've been doing this job for three months, it's like, it's not that long. And really? apparently he's living with them because the scene um, earlier at the beginning of the raid opens with him pouring beer on Cheerios, making beerios for breakfast. So apparently. He doesn't have to be do that. He can go out and get milk. It's not <laughs> like, oh man, I'll blow my cup. I know I'm a 48 year old narc if I put milk on my cereal like a damn square. And like in that scene, you could tell like there's no one else in the kitchen with him. So he doesn't have to be like fully, fully method this in this uh, undercover. When he's character. finding time to call his wife and complain about the Ramada. Well, that so- dates this movie. But I'm sure people are like, what is a Ramada? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I don't quite get. Like he says, my wife wants me to stay at the Ramada. She just is he just meaning my wife doesn't want me sleeping here? I don't think his wife wants him sleeping anywhere with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She all she just wants him to sleep at the Ramada. She gave in him a dear John letter, and he's too stupid to know it. So no. he's like, she wants me to sleep at the Ramada. Oh my god, she <laughs> yeah. wants me to sleep at the Ramada. I think she wants breaking up with me. Yeah, he's just yeah, just too thick skulled in general. He's, I'm too thick skull because my hair. Look at my hair. Do you think I like this? <laughs> yeah. I think I like this. <sighs> yeah, and when then, he says three months, he's, I'm like, okay, cool. Because <laughs> yeah. the way this movie is, I don't know how long uh, Johnny uh, Johnny Utah has been undercover. Has it been like a month? Oh, like a, I feel like it's been like a week and a half. These people really? move through their relationships very fast. Although, no, he's been, he's, been, he's been learning to surf for a while, I guess, though. That's what I thought. I thought it had been like a like to learn to surf. With yeah. uh, with a uh, uh, Lori Petty, I assumed that it, that was at least a couple of weeks. Yeah, it had to have been. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. The movie at this point like doesn't make it feel like a long time to me. But I guess there have, there have been a couple of montages, and who knows how much time passed in those. Yeah, yeah, because Gary Busey uh, keeps getting promoted. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, he's a sergeant. By the end of the movie, he's a general or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> be hilarious. Like he just kept on like, but, ah, well, I got moved up, Johnny. <laughs> Yeah, you're still my he partner. Little, he has like the, the the admiral's stars on his Tommy Bahama shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome! It's just a crossover with the Under Siege movie eventually, and he becomes like a navy captain. Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, the scariest boat ever. With Gary Busey is your captain. Oh, for sure. Yeah, guys, we're gonna go out there. And we're gonna eat some sharks. Wait, what, captain? <laughs> what, did, you, did you say eat sharks? No, he's also yeah, a he's drag for a good good portion of Under Siege too. He's not so, he's drag for like two scenes. A good portion of Under Siege. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, Are you guys doing that one next? That, <laughs> yeah. I I think for about next it. Minute just by just minute. do a Busey. Just keep following Gary Busey around, and then do a Jake Busey. You can do Frighteners. You can do a bunch of stuff. We just yeah. go through the Busey verse. <laughs> go through the yeah. We're, we're thinking about like what direction we could go from here, like. We could go Catherine Bigelow, but then we have to do like Strange that's Days yeah, and that's K-19. Boring. It gets well, we were, better. We're going to do the Bigelow. Wesley Snipes spiritual sequel. Uh, There's Drop Zone, which yeah. is like the spiritual sequel to Point Break. It is also a Busey movie, actually. So which, it is uh, going Gary through Busey the Busey is Busey-verse. also in it, so that would be a good one. Yeah. You can also you call it a Busey relationship. Yeah. A Busey. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. That's a, that's a pretty good. See, at first you were like, nah, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean he would be endlessly entertaining. So he is. Yeah. He oh is. my yeah. god! If uh, let's uh, render facts are dead. Say yeah. goodbye to render facts. We're now on to Busey facts. <laughs> Busey yeah. facts. Yeah. 
So the other inexplicable line in this scene out of a few is now I finally got them wanting to play Wheel of Fortune with me so I can find out who their suppliers is and then you fucking cowboys show up. So what does it mean to to play Wheel of Fortune? Getting getting someone pick to a play letter? Wheel of Fortune. Pick yeah. a vowel? Yeah. Is that pick, what Wheel of Fortune is? Like, yeah, we'll give you the first letters? initial of our dealer. Yeah, I, for, I kind of forget we'll how Wheel of Fortune We'll only give you, works. yeah, the consonants of our... <laughs> it's like Hangman, right? Well, kind of. kind of, except there's no Hanging Man. There's like a, it's a Wheel of... You know, Wheel of Fortune doesn't work. I don't get it. I think they just made... I, I don't know what he's saying. No yeah. one knows because it's not in the script because this <laughs> yeah, part he's... wasn't written. Yeah. <laughs> he probably just made this up. It's, yeah. it's This sounds like just a, a bunch of random words strung together at a certain point. Yeah. But then Busey interjects and says, nice tattoo, Dietz. <laughs> he's very... He slips it in very smoothly. I yeah. really like how he says it. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you want. He's good at comic timing. Yeah, he, he is. is. I mean, yeah. he was. Not now. Now he's weird. But he, then he was actually pretty funny. Yeah. He has some actually, you know, some surprisingly good smooth moments in this movie. I also, that's, that line too, the nice tattoo deets, like, he seems, and then there he goes, you like that papist? You like that papist? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah. They call each other, they seem very familiar with each other. Um, I don't know if They've that's just like how. for the past, like, two weeks together. <laughs> I wonder if that's just how like law enforcement talk to each other. Like, oh yeah, hey Pappas, hey Deets. But uh, it yeah, the way they say those, it almost seems like they kn- they knew each other from somewhere. Yeah. So I wonder. And we, we were trying to figure out what his tattoo was of. Murin thinks it's a skull with a top hat and a snake in his mouth. I think it's like some sort of new Ratfink character, and it's <laughs> kind of like a possum um, wearing a nurse's hat. But because that's much, that's a really common tattoo. Yeah, that people get. it's it's nice it's on tattoo. Flash oh, everywhere. you like my fucking possum with a nurse hat on it? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. They made me get this. They call me. They call me nurse uh, rat or what is it? What is yeah. it? Ratfink <laughs> or or the possum with that? They call nurse they, hat. they call me they call me the possum doctor. Yeah. That's my nickname. In the past well, three fuck months, you. I, fuck yeah. you. Give me a stupid nickname. Given, I mean, given the names of all the people in this movie, like Possum Doctor is a pretty plausible name, though, because there's Passion for Slashing, Freight Train, <laughs> Fiberglass, like they, you know, I think yeah. that would fit in. Bodie Roach. Bodie's not that weird. Roach. Roach well, Bodie. At first, I thought it was Bodie. It's actually Bodie. B O A T I E. So it's like when you go when you go out in the water. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like the, he's the son of Bodie McBoatface, the uh Yeah, he's yeah. the the yeah. He's Bodie. <laughs> he's just really Bodie. He's he floats like a boat. You call him Bodie. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see, what happens next in this arm? Bonus. We can edit this out. He talks he he goes on again about how like he's he has a record oh and then uh yeah, Harp talks about how he ha- Dietz has a record of your suspect's movements over the last three months. He goes, yeah. all I yeah. want to know. All I want Pushing the three months guy. again on us. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's we got three it. Three months. They probably yeah. have done very little. Yeah. They didn't go grocery shopping. I'll tell you that right now. No. <laughs> no, they didn't. Gotta have his beerios. And he says, oh, yeah. all, all I want to know, smart guy, is how did they rob a bank? And then it, it kind of yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. never know. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Sizemore. Anything else about this minute? 
The only thing I have is I went and found some actual like highfalutin film theory about this movie. Awesome. Oh, cool. Let's and they talk it. about Point Break's preoccupation with uh, the masculine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the use of active hero versus passive pinup. It's, they throw a lot of terms at you. I found this incredibly dry uh, uh, theory. Well, let's, on the, let's read. You'll the have whole to send it thing. to us because actually, I'm real. I'm, I'm real I'll send it to you. I, yeah, I, please I, do. It's basically saying that in this film, this boy's own adventure film, uh, they they use this math form of masculinity by having the movie hero be an object of of, of desire because this movie is all pretty boys. It's yeah. basically yeah. what they're saying. And then his masculinity in this scene, especially even the, the reason why I found this was because I was looking up lawnmower. I was looking up Keanu Reeves lawnmower and I found uh, they were talked about this, the scenes action, but it emphasizes the fact that in this duel, he is feminized because his face is now vulnerable and to the horror of potential disfigurement. Interesting. And I was, and I was like, okay, that is definitely a way to go with this movie. I wouldn't have gone that way myself, but okay. And uh, let's see, what does it else to say? Uh, it, basically, it's just talking about, because uh, then it goes off and, and talks about something else. But it says that this most uh, buddy cop comedies are conservative and they bring the female element into the movie to be like the what and that's what drives the story forward and point break that doesn't happen because the girl isn't a big an issue the relationship is between Bodie and yes. uh, and uh utah yeah, yeah. they're totally. the ones with chemistry no offense to laura petty but oh. I mean, she's also no. not a great actress i really don't like her as an actress i've uh. i've tried i don't find her very interesting sorry but all right in this movie especially this wasn't one of her best things well the chemistry between Bodie and utah is everything i think yes i agree yeah nobody puts utah in the corner i think they are no way i i I think it's the actors oh i think it's patrick swayze i think patrick swayze has a way of i mean he does this in roadhouse in roadhouse he has scenes where he's with other guys and he just you just feel that there's a connection and you're like oh that's great yeah with a uh, uh, Sam, what's Sam, his name? Sam, uh, I almost said Sam Watterson. <laughs> you know, from Law and Order. <laughs> He's in that, right? <laughs> if Sam Watterson was that character in that movie, that would be that'd be pretty great. He's just like kicking guys down in the bar. It's like this crazy guy with big eyebrows. <laughs> Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. There we go. <sighs> but yeah, Sam Watterson as Wade Garrett. <laughs> In yes. Roadhouse. <laughs> Samfax. Samfax. Uh, that was my note on, on that. And then I had a couple of questions for you guys. Yeah. Uh, w- since this is my last minute uh, ever, uh, what <laughs> what do you guys think about Keanu's acting choices in this movie? Having now watched 58 minutes of this. What I, what I keep saying about Keanu, like I don't think he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. at all at um, this point or ever ever um i've never seen him be great in anything however i see i think of him as he's a star like he i don't know it's hard to like express this difference to for me but like he, you know he has no range um very little at least and he you know he's basically the same in any movie, and he even in that he's kind of limited to a certain thing. 
Um, but he, I think it's, it's he's. I think I said this in a previous episode, which I heard from somewhere else. But he's he's dumbly earnest, and that there's something about that that is really compelling, especially for the hero in a movie. That like you can really associate with him because he's like he's not he doesn't have it all together, but he's also very he's like he goes in a hundred and ten percent with everything, uh, and that's he really brings that to everything he does. Uh, so I guess I would say I like his choices in this movie. I feel like he's well cast. Um, I really believe that he's a stupid FBI agent who means well. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I have anything to like more than Murren has to say in terms of like, he's kind of a throwaway to me in this movie. Like, I don't know. All my attention's always on Bodhi all the time, yeah. even when he's not in the the minutes. I just I'm like, mm-hmm. what's Bodhi? Oh, for up sure. To? Yeah, like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> what's Bodhi doing right now? <laughs> what's, what is he doing? He's doing something interesting. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. He's he's plotting. Uh. Patrick Swayze. I think this is my favorite Patrick Swayze performance he's great in dirty dancing and roadhouse more than roadhouse oh yeah uh, roadhouse is great i mean i don't know he's really good in roadhouse pain don't hurt pain don't hurt yeah yeah and his uh um his his character in this is more interesting to me i guess i'll say that like he's he's always great but his character in this maybe yeah that's what i'll say like this is his most interesting character it I is a good character more. like he he's always he's always good but this is the most interesting character and something about that that bleached curly hair He's adult Simba. He's adult Simba. Yes. The, re- the reason why I asked is because uh, have you guys talked about Point Break Live yet? The uh, play. I think we've brought it up. Th- oh. There was there was a, a an offshoot performance of it in uh, locally, and I almost I didn't make it to it, but I'm so sad that I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's the 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 thing about Point Break Live is that they let the part of Johnny Utah be played by a random audience member. Yes. <laughs> have you ever and and, mm-hmm. and he reads off cue cards. Yes. So that it sounds like Keanu Reeves, and that just made me laugh. Yeah, that's no, awesome. That's, that's totally how it would work. He, yeah, he's like very much like an audience surrogate, and just like he can he can be almost anyone. Uh, but I do I think like that's I mean not I mean that is like a joke that you could make about it. Like that you know he just anyone could read read off a cue card and sound like he does. But I think he does a little more than that. He does. It's just, it is wooden. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I'm is. a fan of him later. I mean, mm-hmm. now, I mean, now, but he, he's just doing action movies. He's not yeah. talking. He knows, he knows he what says he can eight do. Things. He says eight things in that first John Wick movie. <laughs> yeah. Really? He's awesome. very convincing doing the gun moves and he's good at that. And then like the few things that he does say, say are good. He's, he's definitely gotten better. Like John Wick is like, he's definitely has more experience and like, he's a little more believable. Um, but yeah, even that he's like he's not a great actor, but he's very convincing doing the gun moves and his dog dying. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so sad. The beginning of John Wick is one of the saddest. It is beginnings. And then to when that movie. dog's soul goes into his hairdryer. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. And then surf Nazis use it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Renner facts. Well, and do we have anything else we want to say about this minute? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I don't want. I was gonna do like Tom Sizemore facts, but that would just be really sad and horrible. You like Tom Sizemore facts? Well, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> yeah, you, Tom Sizemore. <laughs> exactly. Um, gonna uh, start our recommendations again, Jonathan. I do not. I want you guys to go first okay. so that I don't sound stupid. 
Okay, <laughs> sure. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I'm, I, it's time for you guys to go first. I, I'm sorry. I keep putting you on the spot there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start it off. Um, I watched, I, I re, we, as you said in an earlier episode, a few, few uh, minutes ago or a minute ago, um, we recently went to Sweden. And uh, that was a long plane ride, so I got to watch a lot of movies on that plane. And uh, thank you to uh, Scandinavian Air Services, or SAS, I don't know what, Scandinavian Air. Uh, they have a good, you know, media player on the back of every seat. You can choose whatever movie you want, and they had a pretty good selection. And uh, I watched a lot of movies, and I may recommend some more of them as, as we go on, but uh, I think my favorite was Magic Mike XXL. Um I was a big fan of the first Magic Mike, which I think I recommended earlier on in a previous minute, um, and I decided to watch the sequel, and it's uh, it was just like, like as we were talking about, a, a lot of pretty boys with pretty abs dancing around, and in the the basic plot of Magic Mike XXL, like in the first one, there's like some pathos where uh, uh, Channing, Channing Taters is, uh, he like wants to be, uh, he wants to like make furniture. Mm-hmm. And he wants to like leave the stripping life behind, and he sort of like has some angst around that. And this one, like, it's all that's already happened, and he has a su- successful, uh, you know, furniture, you know, uh, design business. Uh, yeah, he's but- just like doing this, like it's almost like Tu Wong Fu type of movie, like it's a road trip movie. Yeah, it's, it's and just then, like all his old stripper friends. Let's just get come the ba- and, like, let's get the gang back together and yeah, go to Vegas. It's they like, just get okay. the gang back together, and they they go to a. Uh, they they get take they go to um I think Myrtle Beach for yeah. not a stripping it's not a competition it's just like no. a convention where they just do some stripping and like <laughs> they they meet some friends along the way they meet Angie McDowell or and what Andy McDowell not Angie McDowell uh, they meet Andy McDowell and uh, they Sam meet, Waterston they meet <laughs> Sam Waterston. also in this <laughs> he he kicks everyone's asses he's a bar fighter yeah. Uh, and they meet Donald Glover, and uh, it's a, it was just a fun road trip movie with some pretty guys and their abs. Yeah, it's and, like uh, the Muppet movie, but with hunks. Yep, pretty much. So I, I really enjoyed Magic Mike XXL. And uh, I didn't, you know, the first one was directed by Steven Soderbergh, and that, you know, he brought his, his uh, skill to that. And this one was a different guy, but I think Soderbergh still produced it, and it, it felt like a, it was a damn good sequel and a damn good plane movie. So there you go. Yeah, just so you know, I have a whole rating system for plane movies. Plane movies get one extra number. Mm-hmm. It's a rating of three. Like, you might watch a two on a plane. A lot of twos turn into threes because you're like, it's on a plane. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to do, you know? Yeah, you're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, Murray like, had s- such a better movie watching experience than I did because I watched, uh-oh. like, Kingsman Secret Service and <gasps> yeah, Red Sparrow. and. Well, Kingsman's great. I wasn't a big of a fan of Kingsman, but uh, mostly because the ending like ruined everything, and I was expecting that, so much. From that it. last joke kind of just put a bad taste in my mouth, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, that that last joke is like, eh. yeah, yeah. It, it, just, it, it was an it you know it was an enjoyable plane movie for me. I, and I liked in the it. second one, they do flip that joke. Oh, do they? Oh, nice. Oh, nice. And it's uh, Elton John doing it to uh, talking to. Uh, uh, what's his face? Colin Firth. Awesome. It, and it's pretty hilarious. So they at least acknowledged, yeah, we know that was tasteless. We apologize. Here's here's, here's another. T- here's, here it is again. Yeah. Double double down. And I, I don't uh. think Kingsman ever claimed to be claimed to have taste. Uh, no. So it's that's fine. Uh. But 
Yeah, I was yeah. I was expecting so much from it, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but here's a movie full of taste. Um, Mern and I watched Winnie the Pooh last night, and I liked Aww. it. Yeah. Um, and it was really cute, and Winnie the Pooh like never ceases to make me be like, oh, the new movie with oh, uh, Hugh McGregor. No, oh, uh, no. that's that's uh, called. Christopher Robin like yeah. meeting Christopher no, this, Robin. This, this was animated. This this, no, was, okay. this was the Winnie the Pooh movie from 2011. Yeah, oh, it's okay. uh, all no. animated, all Winnie the Pooh. It's not like a cool twist on it where he's grown up. It's just Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, just it's like it's like one hour long. It's a kids movie, and like yeah, Zoe Deschanel does do the music to it, but it's pretty cute. No, I think that's really. We, I mean, we recommended New Girl yeah. last uh, minute, and uh, I think she her. I, I, her music, I'm not really that big of a fan. I would say like her singing is like a little too cutesy and twee. But I felt like for this movie, it was so appropriate. Yeah, it was I like think it that well. was exactly what I wanted for this. Her singing the Winnie the Pooh theme. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cute. Nice. Yeah. Uh, speaking well, this of cute time... animals, I'm just gonna throw in a little bonus oh, no. recommendation. Tiny Goat Visits <laughs> is a YouTube series <laughs> that you should watch. It's uh, from the Oregon Zoo, our local zoo. And uh, it's just like these zookeepers lead goats around on leashes to meet other animals in the zoo. And it's really cute. So Yeah. Mern texted me pretty much like a 911 <laughs> this afternoon of like, you need to watch this right now. And I did. And I was not disappointed. Um, that sounds adorable. Yeah. yeah. Tiny goat visits. Anyway, go ahead, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I went out and looked for something that was fancy and like... Uh, old and good <laughs> that would make me sound like i was actually back in film stu- film film theory uh battleship potemkin okay if you've never seen it uh it's a 1925 soviet film uh directed by uh, sergey eisenstein it is one of those movies it's silent but it's short and it's about a revolt that happened on a battleship called the potemkin and it is one of those movies that when you watch it you'll be like is that where they got that from uh, uh-huh. It's a film theory thing. It's a, not film theory, but like a film student 101 kind of thing. It's one of those movies you should see. If you've ever seen Brian De Palma, bring it back to Brian De Palma, uh, the untouchable scene with the stairs, staircase with the uh, baby oh, carriage yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Pretty famous scene. There, uh, the, the Those steps are in the originally, it, it's an homage to the Odessa steps, which is a very famous scene where in the battleship Potemkin, uh, people are killed while they're some of the rebels are being sent food like the 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 sailors on the ship are being sent supplies from the odessa steps because the steps go into the water Mm. and it's this scene where the uh the russian uh soldiers come in and start shooting everybody and and going out there to shoot the soldiers and it's this crazy interesting scene it's one of those movies that when you watch it you'll just be like I see so many things from the 50s and 60s later on that maybe Hitchcock borrowed or these great uh, uh, Howard Hawks, all these different um, all these different directors borrowed. So it's one of those things you should definitely see if you've never seen it. It doesn't take that long. Uh, Do a group watch of it. We did that one night. We were doing some um, uh, Nosferatu stuff with some friends. Some of my friends had never seen it. So we all just got together, threw it on one of those. those syncing programs that allows you to watch YouTube videos. And we just watched like a bunch of things you should see that are so short. It doesn't matter if we all watch it together and talk because it's, mm. they're silent. So who cares? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's, awesome. this, this is one of them. So go nice. out and find it. Battleship Potemkin. 
Well, well it's, I, it might have to be our next. Uh, we have a little movie club that we do. It might have to be our next little movie club movie. It's a it's a fun one. It's uh and this that's a uh, it's good and snooty. It makes up for all my uh my lowbrow. No, it's seventy five. It's seventy five minutes. Yeah, I think you, you just you just schooled us because we yeah. haven't, you haven't seen it. So yeah, I didn't school you. I just wanted to go last to make sure you guys hadn't uh, <laughs> had, had didn't didn't one up me again with some other incredibly poignant. <laughs> recommendation <laughs> and all mine are like hey, go watch the go watch roadhouse i will also say that if you've never seen roadhouse yes. it is fantastic roadhouse go is, watch that yeah. is fantastic is it's super quotable uh jeff healy before he died is in it from the oh, jeff yeah. healy band as not himself but he's a blind guitar player so he only plays himself yeah in this movie uh go watch that movie if yeah. you've never sam seen it. waterston's in it sam <laughs> waterston is in it but he has a mustache that so he won't recicognize yeah yeah roadhouse is is really good um, uh bigfoot the uh, monster truck is in it inexplicably oh yeah there's a scene where they're just like a monster truck crushes some cars and it's yeah not- and it's bigfoot it's the bigfoot it's not like it's a big blue monster truck it's bigfoot it's, it's like the how does big monster it's truck. Bigfoot. The okay big- i'll take your the- word for it at the time bigfoot was the shit I remember, I remember Gravedigger. That was my monster truck as a kid. Gravedigger. My kid has seen Gravedigger. We went to one of those monster truck rallies. Oh, nice. nice. It's still, it's still ri- rolling around, or at least Gravedigger's, you know, grandson is. <laughs> yeah, I, Passed I, I, on I went to a monster truck rally in, I grew up in Seattle, and we went to a monster truck rally in the Kingdom. Oh, crazy. Uh, before it was uh, imploded. And that was fun, but the problem is that the Kingdom is an enclosed structure. So it's after so a while, the, uh, the fumes started to take a little bit of a toll. Uh, but I remember having a pretty good time, and Gravedigger was there. So, there you go. Watch, go go to a monster truck rally, and watch Battleship Potemkin, and mm-hmm. uh, Roadhouse. And Winnie the Pooh. And Tiny Goat videos. And, and Tiny Goat videos. And uh, Magic Mike, XXL. Magic Mike, XXL. Or one. Or the, yeah, the watch first them Magic both. Mike, too. Yeah, because yeah, was... Steven Soderbergh, you can't go wrong, because you get a little Matthew McConaughey in that. And that's oh, good. yeah, Matthew That's McConaughey. good McConaughey. That's probably my favorite McConaughey, honestly, in uh, that yeah. first one. Really? Even more than True Detective? I mean... I see a lot of lawbreakers <laughs> yeah. out there. Yes, thank you. You can't say that without la- without smiling. And everyone smiles. The guys smile. The there. girls smile. Everybody like, smiles. Yeah. Yep. That is that is so cool. <laughs> no, he's he's great in True Detective, but you can't... I mean, if I, if I, if I want to like watch a clip of McConaughey, I'm going to pick the Magic Mike clip all the time. Anyway. Why would you want to watch a clip of Matthew McConaughey? It's been well documented, <laughs> I think, my hatred of Matthew McConaughey. But what? I do have a lot of hatred towards him. But he makes up for it to me in True Detective. So, all right. Uh, have you yeah. seen Magic Mike? No, I have not. So, Okay. Yeah. I think you'd like him in that. Yeah. Anyway, this uh, this has been a good another uh, Point Break Minute. Thanks for being with us, Jonathan. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. yeah. It's, did you, it's been fun. Did you know awesome. that Jeremy Renner turned down a role in Mission Impossible Fallout? I did. They were going to kill him off. Oh, yeah. There you go. Death That's another cameo. Renner fact for you. This is like my jam, dude. I know everything about this stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the past week, I've been... Because I, I went on a... I went on like a, a you know spoiler wall. I didn't watch any back behind the scenes. And there just recently has been a... Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet. The Empire has a, a four-hour interview with uh, Macquarie. And it's they've broken it into two parts of two hours. The first two oh hours God. came out today. So go find that. Another recommendation. Empire Podcast. The Empire of the Magazine, the movie magazine, has a two-hour uh, podcast about uh, the movie. And they talk about Jesus. everything. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's hardcore. 
Yeah, you can. You don't even have to listen to a Minute Impossible. You'll get everything from Empire. Nope. Don't listen to our podcast. It's stupid. No. <laughs> also, yeah. But do. But do. Yeah. Jeremy, it's Renner. more than it's more than two hours though. Total. <laughs> There's 110 episodes in the can. We're on hiatus right now, in between uh, Mission Impossible One and Mission Impossible Two. So, go listen. We just we did a Fallout thing on uh, Sunday night. My uh, co-host Chris and I. So go go listen to that. Yeah. At missionimpossible.com. Find us. Nice. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, Thank you. This has been Point Break Minute. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Five stars. That's the only option you have is to do five. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time on another Point Break Minute. Woo! Also, Jeremy Renner is five foot nine and he's forty seven years old. Hmm. Renner facts. You like that? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs>